If you are a working mother or mother-to-be who would like to strike a balance between caring for your family and succeeding in business, welcome to Mother Industrialist Live Show where we talk about entrepreneurship, parenting, and life. Kenneth Chu, the show host brings in a different guest every episode to share how to perfectly balance parenting and work. Today, more than ever, you can choose to live life on your own terms, to craft a future for yourself and your family that is emotionally and financially rewarding. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome to Mother Industrialist Live Show. Today is episode 58. And in this episode, we are going to talk about the top 10 tips for starting a small business. Hi, I'm Kenneth Chu, the host of Mother Industrialist Live Show, where we talk about entrepreneurship, parenting, and life. And I'm the author of Mother Industrialist. This is my book. Okay, as you can see. In my book itself, I've interviewed 15 mompreneurs that I've personally known in the past 10 years, and I have featured their stories into the book. In the book, I break it down to the three P's, which, are, which is passion, purpose, and profit. With these three P's, you are able to kickstart your business, you are able to have more clarity of your business by implementing these three P's, and these three P's can help you uh, to craft out your mompreneurship blueprint. And today is not about me, today is about this really, really awesome lady that I have met virtually and I've heard a lot of things, great things about her. She's a very, very inspiring lady. She empowers women. Uh, she has set up a lot, a lot of great communities all over the world. And today I'm really, really honored to have her onto my show. Uh, we have we have connected for a while. Um, she's really a busy lady, but I'm so glad that and so blessed to have her to make time uh, to come onto my show. And um, she's an entrepreneur. She's a co-founder and CEO of Connected Women. And without further ado, let us welcome Gina. Hi, Gina. Hi, Hi Kenneth. Great to see you. Thanks for inviting me. I've been really excited about this show. Me too, me too. I I'm really, really glad that uh, we finally got connected, got you onto the show. And really, really blessed for uh, such an um, awesome lady to be on my show. And um, like I mentioned before uh, to you, that uh, before we kickstart the show, that's a tradition that every guest gets to post the question of the day out to the audience and also to the next guest. So Gina, are you ready to answer the question of the day posted by the previous guest before we can officially kickstart the show? Yes. Okay. The... I hope okay. it's an easy one. <laughs> Um, I, I will share with you and, and you see if it's as easy. Okay, the question of the day posted by the previous guest is if you will be given a hundred thousand for your business, what will be the three things you will do to propel your business? Okay, oh. I, re I repeat again. If you okay. will be given a hundred thousand for your business, what will be the three things you will do to propel your business? So while you um, have some time to think about it, I will go on to Facebook Live and see if we are live successfully. Then I'll come back to okay. you, okay? okay Alright, cool. cool. Oh, so um, what would I do if I had 100,000? Well, I think the first thing I would do is I would treat my team. <laughs> 
because my team works so hard and you know we're startup so we're always bootstrapping so i think um you know last year we had a an amazing team building activity and because we're a fully remote team mm. so we're there's like 20 plus of us now and we're all over the philippines and actually not just in the philippines some are in the uk as well mm. so it would be great to have everyone together again and just have a super nice kind of like activity to get to know each other more in person um that would be a really cool thing to do and i think it would be an amazing well worth investment um and what else i think well the rest we're, all, we're already kind of trying to do like all of the other activities that i think we need to do in the business we're doing we're doing already um so far so of course there's never enough money in the business so other areas that we could strengthen um we would we would have to look at like priorities like any other business but definitely i would invest in my team mm. so that's that is two two things right oh two things okay so sp the other two things specifically would be probably my marketing mm. because you can never spend um enough money on marketing i think really <laughs> sure that you know people know about us because if they don't know about us then how will they find us and help them um, so that would be the second one more specifically and then the third one mm. would be continue to build the product so we would invest mm. into the product because you know again the better the product is um the better you can serve your customers and the more people you can help so mm. those three things is what i would invest in okay <laughs> so, so that that that's a um very very good answer. So would would you say that you you do you rank it like like in in this manner, which is team, the first thing, and the second thing will be marketing, and the third thing will be product. So your priority is to invest in the team. Yes, absolutely. Good, good, good. <laughs> that, that that is what I believe in because your team really um they work with you, they they hustle with you, they suffer together. And and that's where you if you have this funding definitely to invest in them in their development in in their welfare I would I would say that and also marketing marketing is something that you need to reach it out to the audience to your target audience and last but not least also to develop um, on the product to make it much better to serve your customers or anyone that is using the your product or services that that's very good and now we can officially kick start with the show and before we start uh we have some guests that's coming on live with us we have about like about 12 and then still coming in and we have jane lai we have hi. uh go winning we have summer hi summer thank you for coming in thanks for those who are tuning in and maybe jina can you can do um maybe say hi to the audience that are tuning in and those who are watching this let me go and see if I can find there. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm afraid to look at the Facebook Live because I get distracted by all the people joining. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but I'm going to have a quick look. No problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see some of my team there. Giselle, and, and Summer. So these are some of the Philippines Connected Women members. And I see Singapore Connected Women members as well. Jane is always present. I hope to see you on Wednesday, Jane. Who else? Okay, cool. We're gonna try and multitask. Yeah, good. Okay. So thanks for those who are tuning in. Uh, for those who are watching, do drop us a message and say hi to us. Say hi to me. Say hi to Gina. So now we can officially kickstart. So for um 
for those who do not know, know, know about you or the first time hearing you, especially my, for my audience. So Gina, you, do you, um, can you do a short introduction of yourself? Uh, share with us what were you doing before you start your business? Uh, and also share with us what are you currently doing? Sure. So, oh my goodness, I have a very strange life. <laughs> so, um, so I have this kind of like summary edition, which will probably confuse everyone more than anything else. So I am from the Philippines. I was born in the Philippines. My um, parents are Filipino and British. So my mom was, is a Filipina from a small, small town here in the Philippines. And my dad is British. Um, I grew up in the UK. I went to high school here in the Philippines. My parents came back to the Philippines to become entrepreneurs when I was in high school. So I experienced going to high school here in the Philippines. And my parents actually had a pig farm business. Oh. So I was a pig farmer. It's really strange. <laughs> um, and then our business that was um, created, like our pig farm business was actually unfortunately lost because the Mount Pinatubo volcano erupted. And so we lost our whole business during that uh, Mount Pinatubo eruption. So I think I'm probably one of the few people in the world who can say that I experienced a volcanic eruption. Mm. Um, and then I went back to the UK in my um, late teens or early twenties and I became a British Airways cabin crew. Wow. So I was a long haul stewardess for 10 years. Um, and then alongside that, I became a mother and a mompreneur. Mm. So I ran an IT company together with my husband while I was also flying. So it was like mm. my side hustle that became my full-time hustle. Mm. And then we moved to Singapore in 2010. And we have, so my third son was actually born in Singapore. Wow. And <laughs> worked there. We lived there for six years. And then we came back to Singapore in 2016. Um, and learning connected women jobs here so actually connected women which is my um, community of women was launched in Singapore in 2013 and then it went along some changes and then kind of was born again here in the Philippines so yeah that's those are the different things <laughs> that happened that led me to where I am wow okay then let us uh, hold for a while because the internet connection is unstable okay so now we are back. Okay. So thanks for doing the, uh, sharing with us the, uh, the connection. Uh, sorry, the, the introduction. Thanks for the introduction. And like in this episode, we're going to talk about the top 10 tips for starting a small business. But before we go into sharing the tips straight away, maybe you can share with us what are the common challenges that a mompreneur faces before and after setting up their business, especially for, uh, for Gina, you have this community of connected women and you've been been a mompreneur yourself uh, you set up uh, businesses so what are the common challenges that mothers uh, mompreneurs uh, faces before and after maybe you can share with us what is the before first in my experience um, a lot of the time the before challenge is not knowing where to start right <laughs> yes I think the intention to start a business is there before sometimes the idea comes. Um, so a lot of the time, you know, moms will come to me and I'm sure you experience the same question is like, I want to start something, but I don't know what, yeah. or maybe sometimes they have an idea, like they want to start a specific type of business, but then they don't know how to start mm. like really to get 
just the first few steps they really stuck so yeah. i think that's really a common a common one and then um during <laughs> well i think during running a business you know the challenge for everyone not just moms but i think especially moms is very much like how to do everything right mm. how thing that you need to do um into your life which is busy enough already and then you have this growing business which is like a growing baby it's becoming more and more demanding i guess yeah. in many ways <laughs> so yeah those are typical so this is uh, the the challenge the common challenges that they face before um they they start a business right yeah i mean before really before they start it's often like how do i get started and what should i do like mm. what should what's a good business for me those are like very very common i think but probably some of the most common questions okay so what is the challenges after they set up the business yeah so well after it's very much i think there are two challenges right one is to try and make it grow quicker um mm. and then the other one is like growing too fast <laughs> <laughs> so um either one of those is a challenge in its own way depending on you know because it doesn't always go according i think that's the challenge like accepting that how you imagined it would be is probably not going to be mm. um exactly like that and then and yeah it's not it's not you Gina, sorry to grow, it's sorry, to, sorry to interrupt you um there was some connection um that we lost we, we couldn't hear you clearly so um just uh, i just want to want to check with you are you still connected on facebook live because it might be taking in uh, some of the the wi-fi the strength that's why that you are yeah, losing your connection let me disconnect it. Mm, yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Because uh, I, I really hope that those uh, really can hear it clearly. So maybe you can just share with us again that uh, you were saying that um, the, the challenges that after they were moving too fast, uh, what, what are the other challenges that they face after, the, after they start up their business? So I think, um, yeah, most of the time, you know, once you finally got started, it's the challenge is that it's not always going according to the plan. <laughs> so <laughs> because you spend so much time planning, thinking about how your business is going to be, and then it doesn't always work out like that. Like, for example, sometimes you have this one idea mm. and this is the idea that you have in your mind. But then for some reason, the demand from the client is something different. They start asking you for something different. Um, so, you know, having to be able to change the plan according to what actually happens mm. and, you know and then the other thing is like either you don't get enough um clients or it's not moving fast enough your business is not able to kind of take off in the way that you hoped it would take off or sometimes it takes off too quickly and then it becomes a challenge because you know your demand is becoming um you know much more than you expected and then you're kind of struggling with handling that yeah and, and those can be a challenge, you know, even though you know, well, you know, if I have a lot of demand, that's a really actually can also be a little bit stressful and challenging to handle. Yes, yes. I, I totally agree that uh, you shared um, on the challenges uh, before and after business, especially before is um, what I have um, that mothers come to me and ask me what kind of business they should start. And they are always lost and they always um, look at other people what 
other people are doing good and they want to do that. For example, oh, my friend is starting an e-commerce business. I also want to start an e-commerce business. But they always face these difficulties that they do not know that trade that much. They do not know a lot of things that, in fact, their business require a lot of time. And they jump into it, especially for mompreneurs. Because maybe their friend, they're single, uh, they started a business, they have not, uh, maybe they got married, have not kids, they do not have kids yet. But they jump into their business thinking that it will work for them. But as a mompreneur, as a mom, then you start a business, the number one thing you do not have is time. And if you do a retail e-commerce, you may be jumping into the wrong boat because there's a lot of, I would say, hidden things that you will not be expecting, like fulfillment, logistics, uh, how to get rid of your dead stock and stuff like that. And the challenges I also always see a lot of them after they set up their business is they have too many things to do. They want to do it all, like a one-woman show. They want to do everything, say every single thing. And that is where, the, this is what I always get from all the mothers coming to me, especially for mompreneurs. They want to do everything by themselves. They feel that they, are, they, can, they will be the only one that can do everything on themselves. I, I believe that uh, you, you do agree with me because that's where you uh, started Connected Women and also Connected Women Jobs, which you can share later on. And um, so what we now we know the challenges of um, women or even mothers who started business. So what are the common mistakes for them, especially for mom who wanted to start a small business? Um, so, I mean, many of the ones that you mentioned are really, you know, the same things that I see as well, you know, like um, underestimating the experience that they need to have to go into a certain area, and then also underestimating their experience and expertise in other areas that they could really bring into a business to, um, you know, to really solidify and drive that business to success. So I think, you know, it's really important to have some reflection before you start a business on what your aspirations are. What do you really want um, um, more balance or are you really looking for that kind of like high level success, like high performance business, high growth business? What do you really want and what makes sense to you in your life right now? Um, and then, you know, what do you love? Like, what do you love? Because if you don't focus on what you love and you focus more on um, like trends or mm. things that are out there, um, then, you know, it would be difficult to sustain it when it gets tough. Yeah. I think doing what you love is one way to succeed. And then I think also, you know, underestimating in many ways the technology. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned e-commerce, right? Yep. So a lot of ladies will say, oh, you know, I want to put up this, this shopping business because I love to shop yeah. or I love fashion or yeah. I love you know, household goods or whatever that's the fashion but what they forget is an e-commerce business is a tech business yeah. mainly um, so you know so if you don't love technology or you're not willing to learn to love technology then you might struggle if your business is you know 80% tech based yeah. so you really need to think about that and, and supplement those you know if you have weaknesses or or not good at doing you have to supplement those with someone someone who can do do that for you yeah. or with you yeah i totally agree and it's, it's a lot of time being not prepared for it and they uh, like you mentioned you have to do what you love so that you can better all the downs the struggles if not you will crush you will crush you definitely will crush you if you're not doing something that you love a lot of time i i see uh, mothers going into business because 
they want to make money. So when they focus on money and they don't get the rewards, they don't get the revenue, they don't don't get the income coming in, they will they will fall and and it will fall badly. So that that is something that I always encourage a lot of my if you start business, do something that you will do with or without money. Whether you make money yeah. or not make money, you just keep doing doing it. Then you figure out how to monetize it. But money is super important, but it's not the one, probably not going to be for most people, what gets you out of bed in the morning. Yeah. So um, it can be money, but, you know, you need to find, make sure that that's tied into something, purpose, you know, something that you really feel that you want to change the world and make a difference <laughs> as well. That's, yeah. that's how, what I believe, but I think yeah. you're also coming from the... Yeah, so... So um, that that is why what I'm doing, what I'm doing, because it's, it doesn't, it, it drives me every day to like like to meet amazing mompreneurs like you to invite you guys to onto the show to share your amazing story, to bring out your inspiring story, to inspire other mothers or inspire the aspiring mompreneurs. They they want to start a business, they want to find a better way out, and that is what drives me. Like all this thing is, I'm not doing it for money, doing it because I see that's that's it as a platform for mompreneurs to share and for mothers to really find a way out and say, hey, Gina can do that, I can do that too. Gina is in, uh, went through a lot of adversity and she can always also do a business and she is not only one business and having maybe two, three, four kids able to achieve all this success, uh, I can do that too. It's that message, I can do that too. If um, this mompreneur, uh, even like I have this really amazing Mompreneur, she's a single mom, not by choice, because the husband passed away in the accident. And she was left with three boys, three young boys, toddler. And if you were being left in this situation, you may have crushed. But for her, she stepped up. She started her own business. Because of her business, she's able to send her children to schools, to good enrichment centers. And that's where she found this enrichment center and she fell in love with it. She felt that there's more purpose to empower more parents with all this knowledge uh, in all this workshop. And she now, she has been doing it for the past 14 years, very passionate about it, empowering parents, empowering children. So this is where I see even more purpose. Like the more mompreneurs I interview, like for you, you are really amazing. And I've heard your name even before I've connected with you, uh, especially when I've connected with a group of home-based mom in Philippines. They have said, well, you must know Gina. And your name keep popping up. And as you are really amazing, and I'm now very excited to have you and sharing all this stuff. So, um, I know that Connected Women's, um, you you gather a lot of women's uh, who are starting business or even to help um, business owners in 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 various areas. So, one thing I'm very curious is uh, what are the differences between a women entrepreneur and a mompreneur? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it's funny because there was a debate at one time, which is like, what's the difference between an entrepreneur or a business owner? Mm. And, and, you know, some people are like, oh, I don't like the word entrepreneur. I like the word business owner because it sounds more like, you know, stable or traditional. And other people say, oh, you know, I don't relate to the word business owner. So I call myself entrepreneur. I always call myself an entrepreneur. I don't really call myself a businesswoman. Um, I don't know why. I just feel more comfortable with that label mm. and i think you know and there are definitely um groups that are sort of like def define themselves as mompreneurs so i think you know labels are really just 
however you feel comfortable and how you brand yourself to me it's more of a branding thing so I I don't think I've ever called myself a mompreneur so I am a mompreneur and of course I don't mind being um, termed as a mompreneur but I I tend to just go with like the common entrepreneur but I think you um, in many ways it's way of kind of finding people similar to you because if you yeah. if you define yourself as a mother, you have your own specific challenges as a woman who is a mother and an entrepreneur yeah. it, it makes it relatable um to women who is so it it kind of adds that layer of personal schedule and opens up the conversation about as well but some some people might not yeah, Gina, we are losing you. Yeah, okay, we are back with the connection. Okay. Yeah, I saw the connection <laughs> drop a little bit there. No worries. No Messaging my people. <laughs> 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 my husband. Okay. <laughs> are you back? Um, Am I back? Yes, we are back. Okay. So, um, I, I want to talk a bit about um, the labeling because um, this is something I always hear and a lot of people always ask me about it. Um, like do you, like for you, you, you prefer to call yourself an entrepreneur rather than a mompreneur because I once talked, uh, we have a conversation with uh, a lady, uh, she, uh, she's, she's a writer and she always struggle with this thing that like why do you want to put, want to, want to call yourself a women entrepreneur why must there be a woman in front why must there be a mom in front or a dad in front she's she 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 just wanted to she felt that why is there a need so why is your yeah. take on on laboring this like some people very passionate about like calling it i'm a mompreneur i'm a mother and an entrepreneur i start my business after i became a, a mom so mm-hmm. what is your take on that because this is something that i realized that uh, all over the world especially uh, like this episode is 58 I've interviewed so many people and they always um, there's there's two sides to it so what what is your take on that well I think so I'll give you another example so my husband and I used to run an IT company in the UK right mm. and um, so and we worked with a lot of companies you know we we're a professional business but we we have different surnames I retain my surname and the strange thing is like we never introduced ourselves as husband and wife because sometimes perception in with certain groups of people, depending on culture and things mm. like that. I mean, this was of course in the UK is that, you know, if they see you as a husband and wife team, they might perceive you to be kind of like a mom and pop business, a small mm. business, not so professional. Um, so I think the challenge is not really the label, but it's really the perception. Mm. Uh, and what is the perception that you're trying to build? So I, I put it all back to branding at the end of the day. Yeah. Branding is not, you know, it's subjective. It really mm. depends on um, however you want to brand yourself, whether you want to be controversial, whether you want to be fun, whether you want to be, you know, sort of look very professional. So I feel that if you're definitely trying to build a group, you know, build a network, build a tribe of women who are also moms, mm. and that's your audience, right? Yeah. So if you have products and services that are very geared towards moms specifically, Branding yourself as a mompreneur is a great way to let people know that you're like them. Yeah. Whereas um, if that's not necessarily your audience, 
and you don't really want to be sort of like focusing on that specific audience, then it might be better to be a little bit wider. Yeah. But I understand like there's a lot of frustration um, on the sort of feminist side, you know, yeah. when you look at quality and diversity where women say, well, we don't want to be labeled as a woman entrepreneur mm. because most of the time men don't call themselves a manpreneur <laughs> or a dadpreneur. Most yeah. of the time, right? maybe a few do, but mostly not. So, you know, I think there's a lot of pushing back saying, well, why can't I just be a generic entrepreneur like yeah. everybody else? But I, I wouldn't let that put you off. I really think that if your brand um, justifies mm. to be more specific about your audience, then why not do that so that people know exactly what it is that you're all about? Yeah, and, and, and I, I kind of get it uh, and also agree with you on the marketing standpoint. Like, who are all your audience? Uh, who are... Who do you want to brand yourself as? Like, who do you want to, what kind of community you want to build? Like for me, my book is called Mother Industrialist. It's not like any other name. So that is it's able to relate to the mothers. Because these are what, um, what uh, the content is all about. Mompreneurship, mothers uh, overcoming challenges and stuff. And even I brand myself as Mompreneur Startup Coach. So that Mompreneur will know that, hey, the, I have a coach and he's a guy. And, and what is so interesting about it. and that is more for branding and, and marketing myself. And I, I guess it's, it does, there's no right or wrong on how you want to brand yourself. Uh, I guess it's ultimately you, this is how you want to take, like, like, why do I want to call Kenneth instead of my Chinese name? Because I want to brand myself as Kenneth. So that's easier for people to relate and for people, to, because not a lot, especially for, uh, you're going to go interna international, it's still better to have a, English name so that people will get to pronounce it correctly rather than having a Chinese name and they try to figure out. So I guess if there's no right or wrong and it's really into branding and, and it's very, 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 very good. Okay, we are back now with Gina. There's some technical problem with Facebook Live. So we have start up another uh, Facebook Live post. Uh, so now we can continue from where we left out, which is uh, the branding and also the technology part. So Gina. They're talking about the branding and technology, and the technology just went went down. <laughs> exactly, you have to expect that to happen when you're using tech, and it's it's okay. I mean, um, yeah, I think it's so important not to be afraid of technology because it's scary enough when you have your whole business to think about, and then if you're worrying about the technology as well, it just adds. You know, it might stop you from actually doing it. It fails sometimes. It doesn't always work, but that's okay. You just have to have a plan to, um, you know, to to get back on your feet again. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so that we have just demonstrated how we get get mm -hmm. ourselves back and you know, trying always and coming back with another alternative. So, um, yeah. So, as we were saying that um, about mothers starting in the business about the tech. So, what uh, advice do you have when they face um, like? You were saying that um, that when they face things that they do are not good at it, they are not uh, well versed in it. What should they do? What's your advice for them? Yeah, well, I think you know the first thing is really having that self awareness. I think a lot of people, and maybe in Asia this happens more, you know, because I've lived sort of half my life in in the in the UK and half of my life in Asia. And I think one of the things that I notice is that when we do things like we're set on a path early on like going to education or whatever it might be right so we make decisions about the things that we want to do in our life very young 
And then what happens is we kind of forget, like we just get used to whatever it is that we've been studying or whatever it is that we've been doing our life. And we start to think that those are the things that we do, the things that we love, the things that we're passionate about. But somewhere deep inside, you kind of know sometimes if that's not the thing that you love to do. So I, a lot of the time, you know, this is the benefit of being a mompreneur, I think, yeah. is that when you have a, a child or, and you take a break from your career and your work, it gives you a clean slate. You can start again because you've already taken a break out of your career. So, yeah. you know, just spend some time reflecting and really thinking about, you know, I have every opportunity open to me again to start fresh. So what do I really want to do with my life? What do yeah. I really love doing? What are the things that I used to do in my previous career or, you know, whatever it is that I was doing before, or even what you're doing right now that you love to do and that it's the first thing that you want to do when you wake up in the morning. Yeah. And then what are the things that are the last thing on your to-do list? Because that's normally my best indication. Hmm. When I ask people, you know, like, what, what do you love to do? They, a lot of the time women will say, you know, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know. They, they've lost clarity around what they actually love doing because they've just been so busy doing. Hmm. So make your to-do list, write down all the things that you need to do every day, and then start being a little bit mindful about what do you jump up and do straight away and what are the things that get left on the list. And that will normally give you an idea of the things that you should be doing with your time and focusing and investing your time in and the things that you should be trying to get rid of, you know, because you're not really that good at it or you don't love doing it. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is something that I always work with um, mothers that I coach, um, I always work on their why, which is um, like why are they starting business? This is the number one question. Why are you doing this business? Why you want to start this business? I always ask them a lot of why. And a lot of them say, oh, I want to earn more money. But I say, no, look deeper than that. Because then I will explain to them why money will not work because I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs start business because of money. And when they are not earning money or the husband will come to them, darling, why do you spend so much time, effort into the business and even money? And it's not profiting. It's not making money. And that was why I come out with this 3P, which is passion, purpose, profit. It's like an indicator. A lot of mompreneurs, they start business with the passion. Wow, they are very passionate about the product. And they feel that this uh, it has a great purpose. It helps a lot of mothers to solve this baby problem and that problem. But it's not making money. And a lot of time when it's not making money, the reason that I, I, I always hear and see is they undervalue the things that they are putting it out to the audience, to their customer. They're undervaluing it. Or they felt that they are not good enough. Like you mentioned, some others start, start business, like they used to be accountant and now they start a bakery business. And they felt that they should not charge that much. But I always share mm -hmm. with them that if you become a stay-at-home mom, the value of a stay-at-home mom is much higher than your corporate job. The value is much mm -hmm. higher. So if let's say from a stay-at-home mom, you want to start your business, your business should be even higher value. So you should mm -hmm. even charge more so that you can justify for the time that you're taking away from your family to go to do your business. So that you can tell That's your husband, so you can tell your husband, hey darling, you say that I spend a lot of time and effort, but I'm making much more than Mm -hmm. I used to make as an accountant because I price it like at least three times more value so that there's negotiation pow uh, power that let's say your customer say, hey, uh, can, I, can you give a discount? At least if you 
you you triple it from the value over here let's say a hundred dollars per hour you are now charging three hundred dollars per hour so it's justifiable even you fall short like 50 percent it still make a lot of sense you can tell your husband hey i'm making more money if let's say for the kids maybe we i can outsource a part of the money out to someone to handle all the administrative so that i have more time with family members when you have more money you can make things you can outsource even better when you charge higher when you value yourself much higher because the time is much more valuable than uh, your business or anybody especially for a mom the time with the kids is much more precious so that's where i share with them this perspective to give them that profitable um blueprint for for them because i've seen a lot of mompreneurs undervalue and a lot of times the husband say hey darling if you're not making a lot of money uh, why not you stay at home take care of kids i work even harder get another job um and i will hustle more so that you do not have to be so so tough because i've seen a lot of mompreneurs work in the business not making money and that is taking a lot of um effort energy from them like physically mentally psychologically like they feel that wow i'm doing so much for the customer but the customer is paying me peanuts but the key yeah. thing is why are they paying you peanuts in the first place because you did not value yourself that much and you feel that you're sacrificing and when you sacrifice you start to say oh darling my business is bad but not making money and not how would husband I, i'm sharing uh, a lot of time i share a perspective of a husband why do we tell our wife we, we do not want them to be unhappy we do not want them to suffer we do not want them to be frustrated having all the anger building a business where they don't love and it's not making money at all so for us as your loved one we want to protect you that's where we tell you that hey darling why not you uh, maybe you stop your business you stay at home take care of the kids but this does not mean but sometimes the mothers the wife hear it on a different version they oh you're crushing my yeah. dream you're stopping me from doing something i love but it's not the case so when i share this perspective with them they say hey, it makes more sense because we love our wife if not i would not even marry the the woman of my life <laughs> so so this is one perspective i share with a lot of mothers and it makes a lot of sense and that's why they start to value themselves themselves more and and this also go back to do you believe um that mothers should start businesses um <laughs> well <laughs> that's a good question and an interesting question i mean i think it goes back to what you said earlier about why you know i don't think that someone should anyone should just start a business for no no reason um most of the time so when i've worked with women um over the last you know 14 years now it's not just moms right that i work with mm. so there are five typical reasons why women sort of come join um, communities like Connected Women and because they've started a business, right? So normally they have started, have started a family. Mm. So they're now looking for an alternative. Um, maybe they have been retrenched, like mm. they've been offered a package at their work and yeah. now they, they've taken the package and they want to do something new. Maybe they've burned out. So they've been doing whatever they've been doing for so long and they suddenly realize that they're only like in their 30s and they're already mm -hmm. exhausted and burned out and their health is suffering and they're, they're stressed. Yeah. Sometimes they've relocated. So they've already left behind the career or the business or whatever it is that they were doing before and they're in a new place and they're trying to figure out, you know, um, what can I do now wherever I'm going to be? Yeah. And then the other one is they have this dream that they've been sitting on for mm -hmm. so long and they want to they just suddenly decide, you know, they feel the calling or yeah. whatever. They don't want to wait anymore and they're going to just do it. 
Yeah. So those are typically the reasons why um, you know the women that I meet start a business. Yeah. I think I don't know. I'm sure there are other reasons as well, but those are the yeah. common ones. But I don't. And of course, the other one, which is probably somewhere in there in all of those examples, is you know the necessity to be financially um, yeah. independent. And I think it doesn't matter what background you come from, mm. whether you're from a very humble background, whether you're from a very wealthy background, whatever your background, I think the ability to earn is very, very important. Mm. So I've been in a position where, you know, our family lost everything. Like we mm. had nothing. Like I didn't finish my, my, um, my education. My parents had to go back to the UK after we lost our business. Mm. I had no prospects in life. And so I went to entrepreneurship as a means of survival. Mm. I can earn, I can, and it's my own rules, right? Compared to maybe applying for a job where I couldn't even get into a job because I didn't have the qualifications. So I think, you know, um, for many women, you know, there's the survival factor. Like I must earn because maybe I'm the, the example that you mentioned earlier yeah. where she might be a single mother, she has to provide for the kids. Yeah. Or even those who are very well taken care of by the husband. Mm. There's nothing like having that independence to be able to spend for yourself, whether yeah. it's a necessity or, um, you know, a luxury item, yeah. or just being able to survive so that, you know, if any, for any reason, your husband lost his job or yeah. wasn't able to work or whatever yeah. else, right? You're still able to provide for yourself and the family if you wanted, if you're able to. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think financial independence is very, very important. And I try to teach my kids how to earn, you know, yeah. from an early age, even if it's just simple things, yeah. you know, because if you can earn, then you can always survive. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I, I totally um agree with the women entrepreneurs or even mompreneurs that started business. Uh, and for those examples that you have shared, why they went into business, most of them are pretty successful because um, it's not about just money. A lot of times they have this very strong why that pushes them to overcome because entrepreneurship is a lonely journey. And if you are not mm -hmm. strong enough, if your why is not strong enough, you are not able to overcome all that. But one thing I always see <clears throat> a lot of... Um, mothers who jump into business and most of them are not successful is because they they jump into business as a form of escapism from their corporate life meaning mm -hmm. that they do not want to deal with uh, bosses colleagues gossip and all that stuff um, that and that's where they went into business thinking that it would be a better way out easy way out but in the end it backfired because they felt that, hey, yeah. I'm putting in too much energy, too much effort, doing it all by myself. I, it's, it's silly of me to jump into business. And a lot of time, they, they are stuck in between because they, they have burned the bridges from the corporate and they are starting the yeah. business because of certain, I would say, angle, because they have so much angle with the corporate, the previous employment, unhappiness, and they burn all the bridges. Hey, and, and a lot of time I see that, hey, I'm not going back to this company. I'm not going corporate job. I burn the bridges and say, I'm going to be entrepreneur. I'm going to be successful. This is what they say. And a lot of time they, they are stuck. And a lot of time they, they, they stay at home and practically do nothing. Or they try another business. They try businesses and after businesses. So this is something that I would encourage a lot of mothers not to. Just be more aware, like you mentioned, the self-awareness is very important. 
to be aware that why you left your job, why you want to start a business. A lot of time when I say that, whatever, like when I when I coach the mothers, when I ask them why, they share with me. And if I feel that they are starting a business because of escapism from job, that corporate job, mm -hmm. I will ask them this question. I will ask, I try to prop more and why do you left your corporate job? What happened? This is something like during mm -hmm. coaching, we will do that to really understand why did they leave? And why did they start a business? Because a lot of time, I when I sense that they, they jump into business because they had this perception, a wrong perception, and that's where I went back to the the job. Then why did they left the job? Is it on their own accord, or they being forced out, or they out of anger they left the job? Because a lot of times mm -hmm. I I've seen a lot, and because in the past ten over years I've seen successful ones, successful mompreneurs. I also seen a lot of unsuccessful mompreneurs their stories and why they ended. Uh, back some some of them they have to put down their put down their, their their pride and go back to the job or go back to whatever corporate they're going back. So it's not emotionally healthy. So uh, this is mm. this is where I, I for me I believe that uh, that should not be the reason for you to start a business. And you mentioned that yeah. the why we both of us we, we are always uh, strong on the why and also having the self awareness is very very important. Like what you are passionate about, what you can do, whether you get paid or not get paid, you'll still do the things that you want to do. And um, that's also uh, going going to the topic of the day uh, because we have. We have talked about a lot of challenges, the struggles, the mistakes, and all that. And this is the moment for uh, Gina, for you mm -hmm. to share with us what are your top 10 tips uh, to start a small business? Okay, so, um, so there are so many <laughs> tips. <laughs> it's kind of hard to condense it into 10, but I think, you know, I just focus on the things that I see very, very often when I work with women entrepreneurs, like challenges um, that they have and, and sort of opportunities, you know, how you can turn those, those challenges in, into opportunities. So my first tip is to be your biggest fan, mm. your own biggest fan. <laughs> because, you know, a lot of the time you want to do this thing, you have this idea, you have this passion, you want to start your business. And then what will happen is, you will share with your friends and family or your husband or whoever, and they all have an opinion, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they all have an opinion about this idea that you have. And some will agree and think it's a great idea. And lots of people will tell you not to do it. They'll tell you all the reasons why you should not do this thing. And because they love you, right? It's like what Kenneth was saying earlier. It's like people who mean well do not always give good advice. <laughs> so... Um, people will say, don't quit your job. You have a stable income. Why don't you just carry on with that? What about your education? You studied this particular field. You should stick to that. Uh, maybe you're getting very close to getting promoted. There's so many reasons why people will tell you not to do it. But, you know, the most important voice to listen to is your own voice. Mm -hmm. And if you don't believe in yourself and your own dream, then you're never going to get through um, mm -hmm. setting up and launching and being successful in business. You have to rely on yourself to be your own biggest fan mm. and be your champion, yep. right? That's my first tip. Um, my second tip is think big, but start small. Yeah, yeah. Because I think we tend to overwhelm ourselves sometimes with our own vision. So you, we start with an idea and we love the idea. And then the idea gets bigger and bigger and bigger because we want to impact and help so many people and do so many things. 
and then all of a sudden we can't even take the first step because we, we don't even know what the first step is anymore <laughs> <laughs> so you know so really it's great to dream big brainstorm all your ideas make all of your plans you know how do you want to change the world make it as big as you want to make it mm. but break it down to the first thing yep. so at the end of the you know the brainstorming and the big vision ask yourself okay what's one thing that i can do right now mm. to get this stuff yep. um because you know otherwise how do you get started you start <laughs> with just the first step baby right? steps <laughs> exactly um and the third one is to being open to new things. Mm. So, um, I mean, you mentioned Kenneth about, you know, letting go of like your corporate sort of <laughs> stress that you had in the past and your old hangups that you had, the things that you've been told by your teacher mm. that you're not good at. You know, a teacher when I was in school told me that I talk too much. They actually <laughs> wrote it on my report. And it's probably true, but they said, Gina would do well if she talked less. And I thought, one day, and you know, I had a terrible fear of public speaking for so many years. And then one day I went through hypnotherapy yeah. to get over my fear of public speaking. And this kind of came up, you know, and I thought to myself, gosh, you know, things that people tell you in the past stick in your mind yeah. and then become a source of your own anxiety and your own negative um, sort of self-talk. And I thought to myself, you know what? I can become a really good speaker because yeah. I have things that I want to share. And so, you know, I had to open myself up to that and even, you know, technology tools, all of these things, don't limit yourself because of something that you were not good at in the past or yep. something that someone told you that you're not good at. Just be open to it and try. Um, and that leads me to my fourth tip, which is build a super team. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I'm not saying that you have to hire 50 people at once. You don't have to do that. Yep. It could be just one part-time person. If you're not good at finance, hire your part-time accounts person. If you're not good at tech, hire your part-time tech person or find a co-founder who loves to do those things. Yeah. But don't try and do it yourself. If you look, if you're a fan of Marvel or any kind of superheroes, <laughs> <Avengers. laughs> yes, exactly. You will see that even like the major superheroes um, that have all their superpowers don't do it on their own. Yeah. Not the big jobs anyway. Yeah. They bring in their sort of like, their teams, right? They form collaborations. They they have their sidekicks. <laughs> so it's important that you um, model on how superheroes do it. Um, and the fifth tip is actually Kenneth. You mentioned this word earlier: um, sacrifice. Mm. Um, I believe in compromise rather than sacrifice. Mm. It's a very sad thing if you spend your life sacrificing for others, sacrificing your career for your family, sacrificing you know, your time for something that you don't like doing, just try and look at compromise instead. There's only 24 hours in the day, somewhere you're going to have to make some compromises. Yeah. The amazing thing about being in your own business is you have probably not more time, unfortunately, um, necessarily, but you will definitely have more control of your time, more flexibility. So it means that you don't have to miss your kids you know, piano recital yeah. or school play um, because you can go and do that and then you can work again, you know, and finish the tasks when they're already asleep in bed at night. So you have to compromise a little bit of sleep that night <laughs> because you compromise a little bit of your work time to actually go to school. Um, but, you know, you can actually build a kind of, kind of balance and, and 
you know, well thought through day, if you manage your time well and, and really prioritize how you want to spend your time and make good choices around your time. Um, and the sixth tip is, you know, be prepared to fail <laughs> because <laughs> things will go wrong 100%. You have to have your plan B, C, D, E, all the way yes. through the alphabet. Um, you know, don't take yourself too seriously. Things will definitely not always go right and you just have to be okay with it. But I think more importantly than being prepared to fail, you also need to be prepared to succeed. Yes. And this is an area where women cha are challenged, you know, yep. a lot. Um, when we talked about, when we have focus groups and, and events where we invite women to share about mm. their, their worries around their business, often in the beginning, they'll talk about fear of failure, right? Yeah. What if it doesn't go right? What if it, and then the interesting thing is towards the end, all of the real deep-seated worries will come up and it's actually linked to fear of success. Yeah. What if my business grows so big, how will I have time to take care of my family? What if my cafe is so successful and then I'll need to hire people and then I'll need to make it bigger than I actually planned it to be? Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? It's like the fear <laughs> of success is there along with fear of failure. So, you know, just embrace whatever comes along. Mm. If it's happening, you know, if it's failing, it's your challenge to find a way to make it succeed. If it's succeeding, then, you know, amazing. You have an opportunity to do something bigger than you ever dreamed of doing. Yeah. So you just have to find a way. <laughs> and know that either of these might happen in your journey. <laughs> and so this number eight is one of my favorite ones. Find your tribe. Mm. Um, Kenneth mentioned earlier, you know, it can be lonely. It can be stressful running a business, especially when those who love you around you are, you know, not necessarily supportive or they think they're supportive, but they're not necessarily supportive. <laughs> um, you have to find your tribe of like-minded people. Yeah. That's why Connected Women exists because yeah. your mom, your sister, your best friend are not always the best person to help <laughs> you through your, your business challenges. Um, so, you know, be, be, surrounded by people who are, have done it already yep. and they will mentor you and be around people who have not even done as much as you've done yet and you can mentor them yes. and um, everyone is a mentor right like yep. even if you just started your business yesterday and I started my business today mm. you, you've done more than me you yes. started yesterday you have 24 <laughs> hours more knowledge than I have so yes. you can still help me um, and mentoring is very powerful for yourself because that helps you learn as well yeah so, you know, find your tribe of people and, and find the right tribe. Yeah. It should be people that live <laughs> not, um, you know, kind of tear you down. Yeah. yeah. And nine, leading on from um, find your tribe, is lead your tribe. Mm. You sometimes have to find yourself in a situation where you are the leader now <laughs> and not always intended. And I promise you, I never ever woke up one day and said, I want to be a leader. <laughs> it was never anything I ever wanted to do. Uh, it wasn't on my to-do list, but somehow along the way, I can't even exactly pinpoint the moment when it actually happened, but it somehow happened. But I think it's because I said yes um, to step up, you know, to help people mainly. People ask me, could you do this? Could you help me? And I say yes. And so that led me to somehow becoming a leader. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I'm still trying to learn how to be a leader. 
I, I still don't know. I still read articles about leadership. Yeah. I still, um, you know, struggle sometimes with decisions and things like that. But at some point I said yes to being a leader. And so now here I am, I am one. <laughs> so I think, you know, to lead is to serve, right? Yeah, so yeah. at the end of the day, if you want to serve people, you can lead. Yep. You'll be the best leader, actually, if your yeah. heart is really to serve. Seven leader, they call it, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Like I'd never even heard the term servant leader, and until quite recently, and I really believe that you know it's the way, it's it's the easiest way to lead because you just <laughs> constantly and then try and help people, and then before you know it, you're leading. Um, and oh, I missed one, but it's okay. I'll skip back. Mm. Um, in fact, it's good that I missed it because um, it's it works better here <laughs> at number nine. Um, the most powerful word, remember the most powerful word mm. is sometimes no. <laughs> mm. Because I kept saying yes to things and that's great. It led yeah. me on this amazing journey. But now I've learned that sometimes I have to say no. Mm. I can't say yes to everything and everyone. And yeah. I want to sometimes. I find it so hard to say no compared to saying yes. But for your own sanity, you really have to start, you know, at some point picking and choosing the things that you say yes to and learning that if it doesn't feel right, if mm. it's a partnership that doesn't feel right, or maybe it's not right just yet, or mm. an opportunity that isn't right just right now, then you have to say no, because yeah. otherwise you will be pulled in every direction and feel very stressed because you don't have control anymore of your direction. So yeah, I think that happens a little bit later when you start to get more busy. Yeah. and because in the beginning you say yes to everything right like you want to try different things and, and and you don't have that much to do but as things start to get busy and start to take shape then you definitely have to start to to choose the things that you say yes to and try not to feel guilty um you know when you when you say no and actually that leads me on to something very important to say is that one of the things that i've experienced through all the women I've worked through, uh, with through all different cultures, is that we have a lot of guilt. Yes. Um, especially, for example, um, working mothers have a lot of guilt mm -hmm. about working <laughs> because yes. they feel that, you know, they're not giving themselves fully to the family, to their children, um, to their husband, to their parents, all to the home, all the things that they feel that they should be doing more, but they're not, so they feel guilty. Yeah. But then stay-at-home moms who don't work, they also feel guilty. Yes. They feel guilty that they're not um, com you know, contributing to the finances. They feel guilty that the husband has the burden of the, the um, you know, all the breadwinning. They feel guilty that they're not um, maximizing their potential. So I think you know, it's very important to, when you make your decisions and you learn to say no and you learn to say yes to the right things, that you don't hold on to guilt. Yep. And just know that you're doing your very best, right? You, everyone, we're all doing our very best. So don't judge yourself um, too harshly. Yes. Um, because I know I do it to myself as well, but I just try and let it go. And then I listen to that little voice, you know, my biggest fan, who's me, yes. in my head, that says, you know what, Gina, you did your best and you're doing your best. And that's enough for now. Okay. Um, and when I tell this, um, when I talk about this in public, like the ladies always cry. So it makes me feel emotional because... I know it's something that women really struggle with. 
Um, and finally, my last tip, and this is the most important one of all of them, is enjoy your journey. Yes. This is your journey. It will be up and down. It will be good and bad. Um, and there will be times that you ask yourself, why did you do this? <laughs> <laughs> and there will be other days where you have the most amazing day and you feel that you're fulfilling your purpose in life and that you could not be doing anything else in the world. And it will be a series of ups and downs. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, don't take it too seriously. Um, it's, you know, the saying like life is a journey, not a destination. Mm. It's really about where you're trying to go. <laughs> it's really about what you're experiencing every day and the people that you impact every day. Wow. So, yeah, try and <laughs> there. That, that is that um, is that is so good and for those who are tuning in, I you're you're in for a treat. Um, these ten tips I would say all from one person, all from Gina because <laughs> you know what? Because all these ten tips, right? I have to spend fifty over episode to gather all these ten <laughs> tips from different mompreneurs that I've interviewed on the show, especially like from uh, the power of no, of saying no. And the, the, the last part which I, I totally felt it is to enjoy the journey because for me it's it's tough like for a man to to advocate mompreneurship, to lead a, a, a tribe of women, of mothers, um it's not easy. And and it's it's always ups and downs and people start to, to come to you and say, Can what who are you to lead a a, a tribe of women? But for me I I always go back to my why. I always listen to to my my. We were saying that uh, your biggest fan, my biggest fan is myself, and and I'm I'm glad that that you have shared all these ten tips. Are uh, really wonderful. Um, I do not know who I can think of so far that had come out with this awesome, and that that is why you are leading such a big group of connected women from all around the world, not just uh, from Philippines, even in Singapore. I've attended the meetup, and really really inspiring. And yeah, for those who are tuning in, uh, we will still have people coming on live. This is the greatest, greatest episode. And Gina has shared all these 10 tips. It's really, really, really useful. Go step by step and you'll be able to enjoy it. And also, um, last but not least, um, at the end, the time really flies. I, I know that you, you really gave a lot of golden nuggets. I really want to keep you on the show. So um, something that, that, that you, are, you and I, we have, uh, talk about it before we come on live is do you believe in balancing motherhood and business this is like the number one thing <laughs> yeah it's really challenging to balance life anyway <laughs> like, <laughs> even without kids so i have three kids i have a 19 year old a 17 year old and a nine year old and they're wow. all boys and then wow. we have a cat and a dog and a mexican salamander wow. and some fish so you know our life is busy um, I get a lot of support, right? That's the first thing. Like my husband is my second biggest fan, yeah. <laughs> second to myself. Um, you know, he gives me a lot of support. We we ran a business together in the past mm. for seven years, an IT company, and he was the boss, <laughs> and I was kind of like his sort of second in command. And he quit his job um, when we moved from Singapore to the Philippines to be my um, well. <laughs> he's now my second in command. So I'm the boss now in Connected Women and he's my second in command. You know, and of course my team, um, whether they're paid team members or whether they're like supporters, yeah. these are the people that help you find balance, right? You need yeah. to, to 
build your sort of ecosystem, your support system. Yeah. And I'm lucky to have a family. Um, but, you know, I think you, in order to achieve balance, you have to somehow offload something. Yeah. You can't achieve it all on your own. So, you know, you have to just find even friends who are doing similar things to you that you can basically, um, you know, I'll look after your kids today yeah. while you go and have a meeting and then you take my kids tomorrow yeah. while I have a meeting like that right there's always ways to find people that are in a similar situation to you yes. but if you try and do it all on your own you won't be able to get any balance or sanity in your life yes so get help <laughs> get some help so that that uh, that is um so for you you believe in balancing and these are the tips that you share to really gain back the sanity because a lot of time when things are too much a lot of people go insane and really out of control and and i i guess it's um, how to balance motherhood and business is to go back to your 10 tips because your 10 tips is really about had the nuggets like um, to think uh, to build a super team that is really really awesome for me I, I, I always tell the mothers if you want to balance you need to uh, manage your time that's one thing second thing is to build a super team or build system or leverage on technology yeah, these are things and and mm. this also bring us to uh to to what you are very good at is at connected women how can people get connected with you <laughs> gina can you share share yeah. the audience yes so we have um a global meetup that's happening on wednesday so it's super cool every six weeks we have volunteers who run meetups in different cities so we have 53 simultaneous events happening on Wednesday. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Um, so we have one in Singapore. So I'll be in Singapore. I can't wait. I've missed Singapore. So I'll be there um, at Found8 uh, running the meetup. Well, actually, it's run by our local volunteer host, um, mm. Louisa. But I'll be there just to say hi. And then um, in the Philippines, we have 39 cities happening on Wednesday wow. evening all across the Philippines. And then in Pakistan, we have three cities as well, meeting because wow. we have a strong community in Pakistan. So that's 43 cities across three countries. Um, but the best way to connect with us is to basically go and follow the Connected Women page. Yeah. So if you go to Connected Women um, on Facebook and just like the page, and then because we have different groups for different countries, hmm. so you'll find out more from there. Yeah. Wow, that's good. And uh, for those who want to find out where you can connect up with Gina, I've included the link in the description, on and um, you can find it from there, or you can type uh, "connected women." You'll be able to find them online through Google. And uh, last but not least, uh, now Gina, it's your turn for you to um, post us the question of the day that will go out to the audience who are tuning tuning in. Uh, do prepare your answers for Gina's question of the day and this question of the day will also go to the next guest. So Gina, are you ready with your question of the day? <laughs> yes. Okay, so my question of the day is, what is the one biggest challenge mm. that you experienced in your life that you turned into an opportunity? Or maybe it turned itself into an opportunity. So what is the one biggest challenge that you experienced in your life that actually became an opportunity hmm. so i'll repeat what is the one biggest challenge in your life that you turn to a opportunity yes okay so i'll repeat again the question of the day posted by gina is what is the one biggest thing in your life a uh, bigger sorry 
uh, I'll repeat again, what is the one biggest challenge in your life that you turn into an opportunity? So this question goes out to the audience who are tuning in, who are watching on live. Do post your question in the comment section. Gina and I will be really, really happy to see your answers. And at the same time, the next guest, prepare for this awesome question for you to answer to kickstart the show. So uh, last but not least, any last advice for the audience who are tuning in, for the mothers who are thinking whether they should pursue their passion or they should start their business. So any last advice for them, Gina? Yeah, so I think if you're watching this show and you're thinking about something, I think this must be some kind of sign <laughs> that you're on the right track. So, you know, don't overthink it too much. Um, don't take it too seriously. I always say that. I try not to take myself too seriously. It's okay to try. You don't have to make everything perfect um, and know all the answers just yet. Just start with the first step and know that you don't have to do it on your own. There's a millions of women all over the world who are doing what you're doing right now or thinking about what you want to do right now so you know connect up with people find your tribe and don't be afraid to take the first step yes that's that's a very very good advice and if you want to get connected uh, with like-minded people do check out connected women or the meetups every six weeks right you know every every, every six, six weeks, weeks yeah. one is this Wednesday. yeah 25th so, of December. So do get, get connected with like-minded um, ladies, women. Um, if you're a mom, you definitely have to check it out because I've been to one. Um, really, really all the women coming together, the tribe, the, the sisterhood, I would say, is really, really a good place for you to have great ideas and great inspiration for you to start your next business. So last but not least, um, thank you, Gina, for making time. I know that um, it has been really, really an awesome, uh, long, long session, long um, interview. Uh, thank you for making time. It's really, really a lot of golden nuggets that all of you are, are so truly blessed. Uh, thank you once again uh, for making time and um, coming on to my show. And for thanks for those who are uh, from Genius Community. Thanks for tuning in. Um, thanks for those who are listening at the same time. Uh, thanks a lot and Kenneth here signing off with Gina. Thank you for watching Mother Industries Live Show and I shall see you guys in the next episode. See you guys.